Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi everyone and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host Shravan. We've got Taran here with us. Hey everyone. Today we're going to be talking about the Star Wars show, The Mandalorian. So, Rise of Skywalker just happened. It divided the Star Wars fans, but I guess The Mandalorian was a little bit different. I think most people like The Mandalorian, right? Mm, I think so. And I'm not sure if Rise of Skywalker divided the fans. Did it? <sighs> I don't know. Most people I talk to hated it. <laughs> so maybe it didn't, it, it didn't divide them. They just, most people just didn't like it. Yeah. All right. Um, so. Well, there, there are some people that like it. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. there's always people that like some movies. Mm. I saw some guy's tweet. He said that he liked every Star Wars movie. Oh, okay. Like it listed every single one. Yeah. And he's like, I like this movie. I like this movie. And he just listed like all nine movies. And he's like, at the end, he's like, I like Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So this show's been out for a while now. It came out on the 12th of November, the first episode, and then they did a weekly release on Disney Plus of each episode. So I think only Europe doesn't have Disney Plus yet. Well, they don't have this show yet on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. So No, they don't have Disney Plus yet. Yeah, they don't have Disney Plus yet. I think most of the It would world, be funny if they gave them Disney Plus, but they're like, <laughs> you don't get Mandalorian. You don't get Mandalorian. <laughs> I think most, most people have seen this show, so we're going to do full spoilers from the beginning. But before we get into to the it, ending, huh? To the ending, full spoilers from the beginning to the ending, as in from the beginning of this episode to the end. Yes, to the end. Well, okay. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to go spoilers and then non spoilers. <laughs> we could, we could mix up the mix up the podcast game. Yeah, so do we something get, a bit different. Yeah, we maybe we'll do that for one of our episodes, but not yeah. this one. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the the series just, that was a bladed line. We're never going to do that. <laughs> So the series is created by John Favreau. I've got a bit of background on the series itself, but I've got a who am I? Have you got a bit of background on John Favreau? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here for that. But I, I do have a who am I related to this show. It's about a character in the show, and for those who have seen it, you'll know. You'll definitely know who it is. I think it's in the extended universe. Like, I'm not. I wasn't sure who this character was, but. 
I'm pretty sure it appears in other Star Wars stuff. But anyway, I'll give you the clues. I served the Galactic Empire as an officer in the Imperial Security Bureau during which time I took part in the Great Purge of the Mandalorians. At some point, I came into the possession of the Dark Saber, which is a unique black-bladed version of a lightsaber created by a legendary Mandalorian Jedi. I led the remnant of the Imperial forces and attained the rank of Moth, having somehow faked my execution for war crimes after the fall of the Empire. I wish to acquire a valuable asset from Arvala 7, tasking the client and Dr. Pershing with bringing it alive by any means necessary. Who am I? Cool. We'll get into who that is at the end of the episode, but I've given you the clues. Have a think about it. So, like I said, like I promised, a bit of background about this this TV show. And so, John Favreau. And, okay. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll try. I'll do the background of John Favreau. All right, yeah. We'll, okay. we'll get to that after this one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you can you can put it in in between. You just just give us a little bit. Okay, yeah. just pause in between each sentence, and I'll just give you a bit of John Favreau. All right, yeah. yeah. So, firstly, this live action, uh, well, a live action Star Wars TV show called Star Wars Underworld entered production in early two thousand nine. So that was before Disney acquired Star Wars. So I think George Luke, uh, George Lucas was planning to do a Star Wars show anyway back then. And there were about 50 scripts written by t- 2012. Um, it's way too many scripts. Yeah. None of them were good, obviously. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't enter production. Well, the reason they said was they were too expensive to produce um, for TV. Maybe they were waiting for 100 scripts and then they could have 100 episodes of the show. <laughs> uh, in terms of development, so I've got a little bit about John Favreau here. So John Favreau oh, first pitched... Geez, taking the wind out of my sails. <laughs> So he first pitched the idea of what became The Mandalorian to Kathleen Kennedy during the summer of 2017 while he was directing... Best summer of his life. (laughs) Summer of 2017. Yeah, while he was directing Lion King. Oh, okay. So it's the worst summer of his life. (laughs) And then she put Favreau in touch with Filoni, who's uh, one of the... I think he's one of the writers and directors for the show. He's the creator of Star Wars Clone Wars. Clone Wars? Yeah, the Clone Wars. Yeah, so Dave Filoni and... Filoni basically came up with the idea of Baby Yoda. I think Baby Yoda was in Favreau's plans, but then Filoni actually drew what he wanted it to look like. This was all in 2017. And then what John Favreau used to do was when he was making Lion King... He, he would eat to- sandwiches. Maybe. Yeah. Is that your background? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's He used to eat sandwiches. That's my background. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, um, while he was eating sandwiches, he used to stay late. Yep. and um, work on The Mandalorian after he was done with Lion King. So that might also explain why Lion King was exactly the same as the, the original Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> he was too busy working on The Mandalorian. A bit about the music. So the music's composed by Ludwig Goransson. He did. Black Don't Panther. tell him. Oh, you fuck. You told me. <laughs> I told you not to tell me. Okay, what else did he do? I didn't know. I was going to say Black Panther. I, I'll tell you what Star he's... Trek? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to be doing... Black uh, Panther 2. Uh, he might be doing that. Wonder Woman 1894. 1984. Is he? I don't know. <laughs> no, he's doing... Uh, Tenet. Yes, he's doing Christopher Nolan's... <laughs> I got there. <laughs> he's doing Christopher Nolan's Tenet. And then for this show, each chapter has its own soundtrack album. So they released that when each episode came out. And apparently he wrote four hours of music for this... For eight episodes of this show. Do you think this show was successful? Yes. It's the second most streamed show this year. Yeah. So After The Witcher. 
Oh, after The Witcher. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. But within four days of its release, The Mandalorian had stronger US demand compared to four of 2019's biggest streaming originals. So those were Umbrella Academy, When They See Us, The Dark Crystal, and Amazon Prime's Good Omen. So it was better than all of those which came out this year. And then apparently this has the best gain of any TV show. So gain is when the number of people watching the show episode on episode increases. So apparently it doubled for every episode. For most shows, because they just binge watch them, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't, they wouldn't have good gain because they just binge watch, binge watch it yeah, straight away. Yeah, all the episodes are available straight, straight away. away. Yeah. yeah. So that's an irrelevant statistic. That doesn't matter. <laughs> well, there's other shows that. What, are, High School Musical, the musical, the series? Well, like non Disney Plus shows. That, okay, yeah. Yeah, there's some shows that still have week to week releases. Oh, yeah. Like um, Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone that's wanting to watch Game of Thrones is already watching Game of Thrones. I guess so, yeah. I've got a question for you. Do you have any John Favreau? John Favreau? He has this cooking show where he cooks with this with his chef, cooks for his friends. And he did that while he was um, filming Spider-Man Far From Home. He has a he likes cooking, that's John that Favreau. That's show on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's called Chef. He's also got a movie called Chef. Yes. Where yes. he's a chef. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's He really likes cooking, which is why he's a big fella. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. yeah. So he eats all his own yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say something about his cameos in Friends or something. Oh, uh, no, that's later. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a cameo. He's he's in it for a bit. All right, so where does this where does this show sit in the Star Wars timeline? I, I keep getting mixed up between this and uh, that game I played. I'm pretty sure this is post-Return of the Jedi, five years post-Return of the Jedi, pre Force Awakens. Where, where does that game... The that game sits after the third movie. After Rise of Skywalker? No. The episode three. Oh, episode three. So it's like Rogue One. Before Rogue One. Before Rogue One. But Rogue One's in that gap as well. Pre-Rogue One, post-episode three. Before, before the kids are big. Before Luke and Leia are big. Rogue One? No. <laughs> Rogue One, they're big. Yeah, yeah. 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 The game is before they're big. Oh, okay. So I think the game's five years. I may be making up five years, but five years seems like a right time. It's, I think it's five years after he becomes episode Darth Vader. three. Yeah. Yeah. After he becomes Darth Vader. Yeah. Okay. After Order 66. And Clone Wars, the TV show, is between episode two, two and, and three. Episode three. There's a very confusing Star Wars timeline summary <laughs> for you guys. Um, I was uh, I was planning to go through each episode and we'll just talk about what we thought about each one. There's only eight yeah. of them, so it shouldn't yeah. take us too long to get through it. The first one is called Chapter One, The Mandalorian. Mm. No surprise there. It's directed by Dave Filoni. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, he directs two episodes, I think. Yeah, I think he directs... No, one episode. No, I think he directs one after this one. I'm pretty sure he does. Okay, yeah. He directs Chapter Five. Oh, yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard directs one and... Taika Waititi directs one. Everyone else directs two. The first episode, I didn't think it was that great. I'll get straight to the point. Ooh, really? I thought it was okay. It wasn't amazing. The visuals were really good. That was one standout for the whole show. And the music was really good as well. But in terms of the story for the first episode, I guess it was okay. Like, in hindsight, it was good. But at the time, I thought it was a little bit dragging. Um, but then, obviously, the end of the episode where you see Baby Yoda. 
something's going on next door to Party us. Party next door. Yeah. yeah. People are getting really excited. But yeah, when, when you see Baby Yoda at the end, I thought that's, it was a good end to the episode. So it kind of like hooks you for the rest of the season. But the rest of the episode, I thought it was just okay. What were your thoughts? I thought it was good at the time. Pilots are generally pretty slow and just introduction of characters. So I thought it was good. I liked that episode when I watched it. It's not I didn't like it. I just thought it was, yeah. it wasn't amazing. Yeah. yeah. As a pilot, I think it was pretty solid. It hooks you. So the next week we got chapter two. This was one of my favorite episodes. So chapter two, The Child. It's directed by Rick Fumiyaga, isn't it? Famuyima. Fumi, I'm pretty sure it's Fumiyaga. <laughs> F-A-M-U-Y-I-W-A. I think it's Fumiyaga. Is there a G at the end? No. Okay. No, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's directed Dope. I'm gonna I'm gonna put um, little tidbits about each director in. What's Dope? Dope. It's this movie about these kids that deal drugs. Okay. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm gonna look it up while you talk about the episode. All right. So in this episode, basically, quickly explain what happened in the first episode. In the first episode, it's basically just an introduction to Mandalorian the character, and he does a job, and he. I think for every job he gets paid in Beskar. Not for every job. I think he gets paid a different... I don't know. They have way too many different currencies yeah, in I'm the not, Star Wars world. I'm not sure what. I don't know what the conversion rate is, yeah. but I think Beskar has a good conversion rate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which Beskar is just like a medal, which he can put onto his armor. Which seems like a bad use of all the money you're getting. Surely you should be buying food. Yeah. How does he eat? He takes his helmet off. Yeah. Oh, you see them one of the episodes, actually. Yeah. But, yeah. But how does he do it without anyone seeing him? He does it in a dark room. Yeah. <laughs> Closes the door, locks the door, and then eats. Yeah. I guess so. Naked. Yeah. <laughs> Takes everything off. <laughs> For no reason. No, he doesn't want his clothes to get dirty in case he spills food. But the metal. He has to eat really quickly because he doesn't want anyone to see him. So he just, like, he chucks it all on his face. <laughs> and then whatever goes in, goes in. There's some unknown background knowledge yeah. for everyone there uh but yeah you see his first job uh well one of his jobs in the first episode and then he gets tasked with another one which is capturing uh baby yoga that's in the first episode all in the first episode yeah. yes in the second episode basically he gets baby yoda at the end of the first one he was meant to was he meant to bring it back alive yes yes but the droid wanted to kill it yes why is that He's a droid. He's a killer. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the droid... Can't uh, exactly remember. There's an IG-11... I think it's dead or alive. Yeah. So that there's an IG-11 droid, and which was also tasked with the same the same duty, the same mission. So Played by Taika Waititi. Yes. Played by Taika Waititi. Uh, but the Mandalorian kills the, the droid and takes the child alive. In the second episode, what happens? His ship gets stolen or something, right? In the second episode, doesn't he take Baby Yoda back to... The dude? No. So he's on the way and he has to stop off at some planet or something. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this one. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the... um, What are those guys called? They're not Ewoks, but they're Ewok. Jawas. Jawas. Yeah. yeah. The Jawas steal stuff from his ship. And then the guy says, I've spoken a lot. Yes. Nick Nolte. Yeah. Nick Nolte's character. What's yeah. his name? He's got a name. Um, can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> he... He ends up on that planet and then he has to get his ship back. So he has to go into a cave and fight a rhino. Yes. And then you find out that baby Yoda has 
Force. The Force. Yeah. Yeah, the Force powers. This is all in the second episode itself. You were going to tell me something about the director? Rick Fumiyawa. Yeah. Fumiyawa. Yeah. It's Fumiyawa. Fumiyawa. Nah, Fumiyawa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, he did direct Dope. And he was also he was also attached to the Flash movie for about two and a half years. Well, every, every director, every director <laughs> in the business is attached to that at movie. At some stage, yeah. Yeah, but he was attached to that at yeah. some point. And is he doing another movie this year? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought it was. I thought it was doing something <laughs> in 2020. Chapter three. Chapter was, two. We did talk about it. Yeah, chapter. Two, I went through. No, you didn't say what you liked or disliked. Okay, did you so, like it or did you dislike? No, it? I liked it. So yeah. it was one of my favorite episodes because you see the child's palace. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, overall, I thought it was really good, and yeah. all the episodes aren't very long. They're only about like 30 minutes long. So I think that also helped the show. So it kept it pretty pacey and quick. Brisk. Yeah. I actually didn't like this one that much. In hindsight, at the time I liked it, but now it's a bit of a filler episode. Yeah. Because nothing much happens. I liked it better than the first episode. I disagree. I liked the first episode better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I liked the third episode better than both of them. So the third episode is The Sin. This is when the Mandalorian delivers the child to client and then he starts getting guilty and he goes back and and kills everyone and kills everyone <laughs> and he takes a payment as well yeah that's how you if if you didn't know if you ever feel guilty just go to a place and kill everyone and steal their money that's how you <laughs> stop feeling guilty well he takes payment for delivering the child and then he gets like this awesome armor and then he goes and kills everyone and takes yeah. the child away yeah but yeah i thought this episode was pretty good this one's directed by deborah chow yeah, who's doing, um, do you want the Deborah Shaw fact yes, now? Yeah, yes, yeah. She's doing the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. The whole she's series. The, she's the John Favreau of that series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so she's the creator. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I thought both the episodes that she directed were probably the best episodes in the whole, except for probably the last, the very last episode directed by Taika Waititi. I, I like this one particular episode. I don't, know, I don't know if anyone else likes that one, actually, but it's because of a particular trope that I like. But we'll get to that later. But the last episode's probably the best one, in my opinion. I, I can't remember what the other episode that Deborah Chow does. I think she did the second last episode. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she did the second yeah. last episode. Anything else on Chapter 3? Chapter 3 was good. I like Chapter 3. Best one so far. Chapter 4. This one is directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. It's called The Sanctuary. Bryce Dallas Howard fact. She's Ron Howard's daughter. Who directed Solo. Who directed Solo. Yep. And she's also the chick from Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. I think yes. people know that. Yeah. I'll give you an unknown fact about her. She's the... She's um, a redhead. Well, if you see her, you know that. <laughs> Is Ron Howard a redhead? Yeah. Okay. He just doesn't have much hair. Okay. Yeah. Ron Howard was on the TV show Cheers. Yeah, he that's was. a That's an unknown fact, eh? Yeah. Yes, yeah. But yeah. we're talking about Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, well, they're related, so yeah. Yeah, it works. Uh, yeah. Another fact about Bryce Dallas Howard, she was the dog in that dog movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that dog movie. I know that one. Um, Which dog movie? There's so many dog movies these days. Uh, not A Dog's Way Home. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. not Dog's Purpose, the other yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was the dog in that one. Yeah. She's the voice of the dog in that one. <laughs> we have too many Bryce Dallas Howard facts. Yeah. This episode... It was okay. Uh, I thought it wasn't as good as the third one. So in this one, the Mandalorian and the child go to this plant, this sanctuary planet, and the plant seems to be 
under attack by someone as well by dudes yeah by, by something and yeah. uh you meet up with one of the other characters one of the other sort of sidekick characters on this planet as well what's her name ex wrestler chick <laughs> like in real life no ex mma fighter she's either an mma fighter or a wrestler i think an mma fighter is she actually okay ex not anymore yeah okay i thought she was an actor like she- an actual actress no, after she finished MMA or wrestling, I can't remember which one, then she went into acting. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a background. It's going to bother me. But I'll, I'll explain what happens in She's this She's a shock trooper. Yes. So he meets up with her and they have to do a bit of a mission on this town on this planet because they're under attack by someone and they kind of get together a bit of a bit of an army with the, the villagers and there's this one character that seems to... I don't know, have some chemistry with the Mandalorian. Baby Yoda makes some friends. Makes some friends with kids. And but at the end you find out that someone is trying to uh well is basically tracking the Mandalorian and the child and they're trying to capture the child or trying to kill the child. That's why the Mandalorian leaves with the child. He was I think he was planning to actually leave the child on this planet, but he couldn't because they were tracking him. I thought this episode was okay. There's some funny baby yoda moments like the part where he's like drinking soup yeah that's a meme now yeah, yeah. <laughs> but apart from that it was all right it was a bit of a filler episode um gina carano yes she is an ex-mma fighter i actually really like this episode only because i really like things where this guy reluctantly gets tasked to save this town and he's like the he's he like comes up with a plan to save the town from people that are like killing them it's a really, it's a really um, like old Western trope. Have you seen like Magnificent Seven? No. It's like that where like this guy gets hired to save a town, basically. I just really like that trope for some reason. And he like reluctantly does it, but then he does it for money. But then in while he's doing it, he kind of likes the people that he's doing it for. And then... That's kind of this whole show though. What? Like, because he's initially the Mandalorian's doing it for money, but then yeah. he... He changes and yeah. he's like, yeah. But I like the whole thing, how he like trains the town to like fight and stuff. I don't know why. I just like, it's really cheesy, but I just like it. It's a very specific thing. That I just, I love that trope. But what other things? So Magnificent Seven, that's one. Magnificent what, Seven does it. What else is there that does it? I'll think about it. it it's a commonly used trope. There's this, <laughs> right. there's this movie, there's this Japanese movie called, uh, um, what's it called? It's called like Seven Samurai or something. That's what Magnificent Seven's based off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That All movie right. does it. It's good. It's a good trope. Okay, so this was your favorite episode. No, <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> okay, uh, I thought this episode was okay, but so so far the ranking for me is three, three, two, four, one. Okay. No, three, two, one, four. I think this is the worst one so far for me. I think two is the worst one, and three is the best one, and the other two are in the middle somewhere. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Can we get to five? This one's directed by Dave Filoni, his second episode. I don't like this episode. Yeah, this was really just a... I, got I can't no, remember what happened, I but got, I don't like it. I got not... I, well, you don't get much out of this episode. So basically, I think they go to this other planet and he meets this other bounty hunter or like a... Oh, yeah. It's got the other bounty hunter. It's got that Asian chick and it's got the lady that takes care of Baby Yoda. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So they're on this planet and he decides to help this bounty hunter capture someone else. Um, like an assassin. Yeah, capture an assassin and then... He helps him, but then the bounty hunter betrays him at the end, and then he kills him. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Weakest uh, episode. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, well, it's like a fully enclosed episode, so you could just watch this and you, like, you're not really missing out on anything. Like, even if you haven't watched the previous ones or the ones after this, it doesn't matter. You could just not watch this and it wouldn't matter either. That's what I thought. It was, yeah, like, I just didn't get much out of this episode. It's the worst one so far for me. Agreed. Yeah. Worst one. Then we get to chapter six, The Prisoner. This one's directed by your... Rick Fumiaga. Yes, him. Fumiawa. The story for this one is actually by... So the story for, I think, all the previous ones was John Favreau. was written by John Favreau, but this one is written by someone else. Actually, number five was written by Dave Filoni as well. So it was directed and written by Dave Filoni. uh, Number six, the story was written by Christopher Yost. And uh, the screenplay was by him and Rick. So, this one... Do you want another fact? Yeah. Rick Fumiawa, Deborah Chow, and Dave Filoni are in this episode. 
Oh, okay. Uh, as extras? They're X-Wing flight flyers. Oh, yeah, at the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what happens in this episode is uh, the Mandarin contacts, I think he's one of his former partners or something, um, for work. So he does all this for money, right? Does mm. he need money to get around? Okay, so basically... Uh, contacts his former partner and they have this mission to complete and he has to do it with three other criminals pretty much and um, the criminals don't really like him very much and I don't think he likes them very much and then uh, in between in the mission they kind of betray him and they they leave him locked up in a prison but he finds out a way to leave and uh, you see a bit of the Mandalorian's uh, skills in this in this episode I actually enjoyed this one I thought it was pretty good. Thought it was okay. Once Maybe. again, not really. Yeah, it's like another self-enclosed yeah. episode, which is what most of the episodes are. But yeah. it, it had some it was suspenseful, but I kind of found it funny as well when these criminals that he's working with they also have a droid, and the droid's taking care of the ship. And Baby, the droid's is, played by dude from IT Crowd. Forgot his name. The guy. The guy with the afro. Yeah. Yes. That guy. Yeah. Funny dude, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So he's... That, that droid is in the ship and Baby Yoda's in the ship. And there's some point, There's some parts where they're both just sneaking around trying to find... Well, he's sneaking around trying to find Baby Yoda. Yeah. And Baby Yoda's just, like, hiding behind walls and stuff. Like yeah. I, I thought that was suspenseful but funny. It was okay. Reason. Yeah. And then you, um, he tries to use the Force, but then the Mandalorian shoots the droid in the head before he does. Yeah. At the end. No, I thought it was good because it had a bit of suspense. Like, you're on the edge of the seat for basically the whole episode. I thought it was okay. Yeah. At this point, I wanted more story, but there wasn't any story coming. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess this is not that kind of series. Yes. Yeah. I think it's more of like a... It's more of like a Saturday morning cartoon sort of series Mm. where each episode has its own story Mm. and there's no, like, overarching... There is an overarching story, but, like... It's not addressed each episode. Yeah. yeah. Like, you kind of have these side missions every now and then. Well, almost every... Every episode. Almost yeah. every episode. Yeah. I thought this number six was better than number five, for sure. So, five was the worst one. I thought this was a, this was somewhere in between. Somewhere in the middle, yeah, this one. somewhere yeah. in between. Yeah. Um, seven. I actually really like this episode. So, this is The Reckoning. Uh, this was directed by Deborah Chow. So, this is the second last episode, and this is the one where he starts recruiting the MME, MMA 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 wrestler <laughs> and um, Gina Carano yeah Gina Carano and Nick Nolte and yes. uh, he, he gets together a team because he has to go back to the planet where he he gets a message from what's that guy the dude that recruits him in the first place Lando Calrissian <laughs> he could be <laughs> he looks like him yeah uh, I can't remember his name but yeah he gets a message from him to come back to the planet and then uh, they, they kind of devise a plan to like save the child and get away with like kill kill the person that wanted it or something. Carl Weathers. Is that his actual name? Yeah. Like no one in this show actually has a name. <laughs> <laughs> like that's his real name. In real that's life. his real name. Yeah, yeah. Carl Weathers. Yeah. yeah. But the plans kind of go. So firstly, he was lying to him. So they were going to kill the Mandalorian. Mm. Uh, but then the uh, baby Yoda uses the force to heal him which you see in Rise of Skywalker as well and um, then he changes his mind and they change the plan but then all these stormtroopers turn up and they start some the plans kind of uh, 
doesn't work. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Nick Nolte dies. And Nick Nolte dies. Yes. And they they get Baby Yoda. Uh, there was a bit of a long wait after this one for the next one because this episode came out just before Rise of Skywalker, so they like it was a week and a half instead of a week. Yeah. So they pre-planned the episode a bit, so there was a bit of a wait for the next one. Uh, this was the best episode so far. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was the best one so far uh, until the next one. I think the next one's the best one out of all of them. So the next one, Chapter 8, is Redemption. It's directed by Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi is from New Zealand. Is that your fact? Yes. About him? Okay, yeah. yeah. And he is in Green Lantern. Yes. The movie. Is. Yes. Yeah. He's starring performance. Yes. <laughs> so in this one, you get a bit of IG-11 action. Yes. Oh, yeah. So in the previous episode, you find out that Nick Nolte rescued IG-11 and he uh, reprogrammed him to be a nurse droid. So he's good now and he doesn't kill Baby Yoda. Uh, but you get a bit of IG-11 action in this one because he's trying to save Baby Yoda and he like basically kills about 100 stormtroopers. Mm. Yeah, I thought, I thought the actions, this was really good in this episode. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And yeah. overall, the production, like just the whole show... The production value is really high. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like a TV show. I yeah, think. they they're very minimal, minimalist with everything, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah, but it still looks good for what yes. it is. Like they didn't. I don't think they tried to be too ambitious. Like do too much. No, uh, they they dove into the western kind of thing. So they made everything a desert. Yeah, and you don't need to CG cities then. Yeah, and um, they kept it pretty easy. There's like a ship, there's a desert, there's like a small town, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing too crazy. Yeah, but yeah, I thought this was the best one. Yes, out of all of them, it was a good end to the season. Uh, how does it end in the end? So basically, RG Eleven sacrifices himself. He kills himself. Uh, Gina Carano is like, I like this place. I'm going to stay. And the um, Carl Weathers is like, I also like this place. I'm going to stay. And then. They're like, you got to take Baby Yoda. Yeah, because that other Mandalorian lady, she's like, you have to protect this You got to child. protect this childling. And yeah, he's like, going to teach Baby Yoda the way. This is the way. He gets a jetpack, but it's immediately destroyed. No, no he still has no, it. he still yeah. has it. Yeah, yeah he, he gets uses it at the end. Yeah. And that uh, the other dude turns up. The dude who was orchestrating this whole Yeah, thing. the bad dude um, yeah. who has a past with... Pedro the, Pascal's character. Yeah. Yeah. And you were saying that we'd never see, or we would see the Mandalorian's face. And it wouldn't be Pedro Pascal. I was wrong. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm wrong sometimes. It happens. It was him. <laughs> it was him, yeah. It was him. I thought that would be a twist. Yeah. But no, there is it. it's him. And then they basically set it up for season two where he's going to go on more adventures. With Baby Yoda. Yeah. I think it's going to be episodic. I think it's an episodic series. Yeah. 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 Which, which I didn't expect going into it. But now that I know what's happening, I think it's just going to be an episodic thing where him and Baby Yoda will get into little scuffles in each episode. And then Baby Yoda will become like a teenager and, and stuff like that. And yeah. But if it took 50 years for him to become what he is now, how long is it going to take him for him to become a teenager? Yeah, maybe it's like an exponential growth. <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah. So he's a baby for a really long time. And then he like grows but really then he just quickly. Dies. <laughs> yeah. He just dies yeah. in two days. <laughs> so if I if I had to say what my favorite episode was, it's probably number eight. Number eight by Taika Waititi. Yeah, yeah, followed by number seven. I think yeah. the Deborah Chow ones are the the best ones apart from the 
Tiger Woods. And I like Bryce Dallas Howard's one. (laughs) (laughs) For that single reason. Yes. I thought the music in the whole series was really good. I like how after each episode they have the concept art Mm. for that episode. And, uh, yeah, it was probably the only series where I watched the credits right till the end, even though the credits go for a really long time. Good thing they did Baby Yoda, otherwise the show wouldn't have been as popular as it is, I think. Yeah, I think that's the real hook to the show. If it did have Baby Yoda, it had, I don't know, some other dickhead, then (laughs) it would be shit, yeah. What if it had, like... Jar Jar Biggs? Yeah, no one would be watching this. (laughs) What if it had older Yoda, like just a... Normal Yoda. Nah, wouldn't have the same hook. Yeah. It has to be Baby Yoda. I think so. Yeah. And it's also got a lot of people that don't like Star Wars watching this show. Just... Look, I don't think I don't think the people that don't like Star Wars are really watching it. They're just like, oh, Baby Yoda memes, and they look at the memes. Yeah. But I don't know if there's... I don't think they actually I don't know if the there's show. people jumping on the show to watch it because of Baby Yoda. There's probably some people, but not... Yeah. yeah. I don't think people... I don't think they'll find it interesting. <laughs> no. If they're just doing it for Baby Yoda. Because no. there's actually not in it that much. There's not that much in it. Yeah. yeah. It's um, it's not Game of Thrones. It's not... Yeah, it's not like that. But... And I was a little bit disappointed, but it's still an okay show. Yeah, I don't think... Well, it's not like Game of Thrones because, like... I just don't think it will get the same level of popularity. As, as Game of Thrones. No, it won't. Okay. But it's still pretty good. Yeah. It's not the best. It's not my favourite TV show by far. But I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And I think it's probably one of the best Star Wars related things that we've got in a while. Mm. It's better than Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. 100%. But <laughs> everything's better than Rise of Skywalker. It's better than Solo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's better than Solo. It's better than Solo. It's harder to do a good movie than do a good TV show. You get more leeway with a good with the TV show because... If you do a shit episode, they're like, oh, the next episode will be better. But if you do a shit movie, you just got one shot and then you're done. So Mm. it's harder to make a good movie than a TV show, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You can have a shit episode in a TV show and no one cares. You could, but you... With a TV show, you do have to maintain... You can have some deterioration quality, but you still have to maintain some to, like, keep viewers... Yeah, if it, if it starts getting really bad, then you just they drop off. Most yeah. of the time, if you create a good enough fan base, no matter what you do, they start they keep watching. They generally yeah. stick around. Yeah. yeah, like Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's it's good. And it's, overall, I thought it was good because even though it's Star Wars, it has nothing to do with Star Wars. Other Star Wars stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. just in the world. But yeah, it could be anything. Like if it didn't have the Star Wars brand, it, you could. Still watch this. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, it's got Baby Yoda and stuff, but yeah. I thought that's the main reason I think it's really good because it's something that they've never really done before in Star Wars. Like, everything related to Star Wars has always been in some way um, related to, like, the Skywalker saga or just the the original movies in some way. Yeah, like, Clone Wars was related. I think, what's that other show? Rebels? Rebels. Yeah, that's related. But this is, like, completely unrelated. There's yeah. no There's no lightsabers. No, that dude has that other thing that's basically doesn't like yeah. it. Yeah, that's good. That's the main reason I like it. Yeah, because it's something a little bit different. It's not the first show without like Rogue One didn't have any lightsabers. Oh, oh actually, it did it right did. at the end. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it has one lightsaber. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about this? Yeah. No. No. There's nothing. <laughs> I was. Uh, no. Nah, I'm done. Yeah. It's good. Yes. Good stuff, but not great stuff. Yeah. But I'll watch season. I'll two. watch season two. When's it coming out? 
So it's um, already been announced that it's next year, I think. This year. Oh, this year. It's yeah. already this year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Happy yeah. New Year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So I'll give you the Who Am I? I think yeah. You probably know this guy. I'm trying to remember his name. He's got, <laughs> okay. a, he's got a really snappy name. I actually like it. Is there a G in his name? Yes, there is. It starts with G? Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. I served the Galactic Empire as an officer in the Imperial Security Bureau, during which time I took part in the Great Purge of the Mandalorians. At some point, I came into position, uh, possession of the Darksaber, which is a unique black-bladed version of the lightsaber created by a legendary Mandalorian Jedi. I led a remnant of Imperial forces and attained the rank of Moth, having somehow faked my execution for war crimes after the fall of the Empire. I wish to acquire a valuable asset from Arvala 7, tasking the client and Dr. Pershing with bringing it alive by any means necessary. Who am I? Um, Moff. Moff is the second word. It's the first word. Moff. Moff Gideon. Yes. Yeah, Moff Gideon. I got it. Yeah. yeah. I was actually going to look it up because I couldn't remember. <laughs> when I thought of G, the only name I could think of was Gina Carano. <laughs> and that's all that was all that was coming to my head. Moff so. Gina Carano? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So that's the guy that you see at the end. Yes. And he's still alive because he's he still escapes. alive. Yeah. And he's got his lightsaber out now. <laughs> yeah. But he's not. He doesn't have force powers, right? Uh, well, we don't know. Yeah. He so might. why do you think he wants Baby Yoda? Maybe he wants to make a clone army of Baby Yodas. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. That would be hard to beat, like a clone army of Baby Yodas. Yeah. Because yeah. they're just so cute that you don't want to kill them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not because they have force powers or no, anything. Yeah. yeah. The cuteness overload. Yeah. Yeah. No Jedi's going to go after Baby Yoda, except maybe Anakin, who's a known child killer. <laughs> he will probably kill. He'll kill it. No, no questions asked. Yeah, yeah we'll just, just yeah. straight up kill it. They'll ask him not to kill it, and he'll be like, "No, I'm killing it." <laughs> he'll bring it back dead. It's like, yeah. We asked you to bring it back alive. It's, it's like, like nah. it's a child. I have to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> if it was an adult, I wouldn't have done it, but can't can't bear child children. What do you think's cuter, the the little bird penguin things in uh, Porgs? Yeah, in yeah. Last Jedi, no, or Baby Yoda. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Cool. I think that brings us to the end of the the episode, Mandalorian. But if people want to get in touch with us regarding... Oh, before I finish, actually, I did post a uh, question on Twitter about the Mandalorian. I asked if it was a cognitive recalibration or a regression. 100% said regression. Uh, 100% said recalibration. Oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100% said Apparently recalibration. people don't like it then. <laughs> nah, so I think we got quite a few votes. But yeah, 100% liked it. I like it as well. Yeah. But just. So it's just a recalibration for you. It's like midway. Okay. If I just rate it, it's like a seven out of 10. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'd probably say about the same. Yeah. I had a good time with it. Okay. Uh, If people want to get in touch with us or ask us a question. So we have uh, Twitter, which is... How do they go about it? Oh, yeah. did you have more to that? Yeah, I was yeah. going to finish the sentence. Okay. It's okay. You, yeah, go ahead. Look, you pause for too long. If you're going to pause for dramatic effect, you've got to you got to pause like a little bit. That was too much of a long pause. Um, so we've got our Twitter, which we're using for a bit more polls now, which is good. Yes. We may put up some Who Am I stuff on Twitter as well, which might... Yeah, why yeah, okay. not? Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah, maybe a who am I every week? Yeah. Yes. 
uh, Twitter. What is it? It's it's C recalibration at, at C recalibration because Twitter has the ats at the front. Yes. Yep. Facebook and Instagram at cognitive recalibration and uh, email is cognitive recalibration podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you do have time, do give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. It makes us more discoverable on search engines. So if people want to, if people search Mandalore and review, we'll be one of the first episodes that comes up. Other thing is, if you have any friends that like this sort of thing, please do tell them about it and um, uh, then we can get some more listeners. Also, like our Facebook page because we do. Uh, every time we have an update on an episode, we do put it on our Facebook page. Obviously, yeah, we might do a Who Am I on the Facebook page as well. Why not? Yeah, we'll do it on. We'll do it on all the. Platforms. We'll do a Who Am I on every platform. Yeah, every day on Instagram every as well. Hour. <laughs> <laughs> you you'll be doing a lot of typing. <laughs> now every every week. Every week, one Who Am I? Yes. 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 We'll put it on Twitter. We'll do it on all all, all of them. them. Yeah, yes. we'll do it on all of them. Okay. Cool. I think that's that's all we had. So we'll we'll see you guys in the next episode. Till then, thanks for listening and see you later. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.